When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. Okay, let's look around the NHL quickly because as I've been telling you, some games that uh, are going to affect the Oilers' spot in the standings tonight. We got the Blue Jackets leading the Kings 3-2 with 12 minutes left. The Kings are second in the Pacific Division, one point ahead of both Edmonton and Vegas. Dallas leading the Jets 1-0 at the start of the second period. Dallas trying to push into a wild card spot. Right now, they're a point behind both Nashville and Vegas. Well, they're also a point behind Edmonton, but the Oilers have the wild card, uh, have the tiebreaker on Vegas at the moment. Penguins lead the Hurricanes 2-1 in the third. Also in the third, Rangers up 2-1 on the Devils. Detroit and Tampa Bay tied 1-1. And we got the Wild and the Sabres tied 2-2. Kevin Fiala has his 18th of the season in that game. And uh, the late game tonight going to start in about an hour. And this one definitely will impact the Oilers. Golden Knights at Ducks. Uh, Anaheim. Three points behind both Vegas and Edmonton in the Pacific. So that top five, Calgary 71, LA 65, Edmonton and Vegas both 64, and uh, Anaheim with 61. Oil Kings just getting underway against the Hitman at Rogers Place. It's great to have their play-by-play voice, Andrew Peard, on the show earlier. Oil Kings trying to win their 10th in a row. Golden Bears playoff game just starting at Claire Drake Arena, taking on the Calgary Dinos. Game one of a best of three. Game two is tomorrow at 7. If they need a game three, it's Sunday at 7. Uh, Mooner's at that game. He said he's going to text me an update, so I'll, <laughs> he'll probably get uh, get something to me uh, around the bottom of the hour, so I'll have a score there from Claire Drake Arena. Okay, so tomorrow, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, 3.30 face-off show, game at 5 here on 6.30 Chet. If you look at the overall standings in the NHL, you got the Oilers 15th, pretty much middle of the pack. I just was explaining their division and wildcard race. And the opponent, the Montreal Canadiens, 31st out of 32 teams. Uh, when these two teams played about a month ago or whenever it was, it, w- it was like a crushing. Edmonton absolutely beat the snot out of them. Uh, but as I said earlier in the show, I have my worry pants hiked up for this game because I think this is a very dangerous Montreal Canadiens team. And Stu Cowan covers the Montreal Canadiens for the Gazette. And as he's hearing me say that, he's either thinking like, yes, Reed, you make a good point, or he's thinking I'm absolutely nuts. Why am I on this guy's talk show? Hey, Stu, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing all right. It's actually going to the game in Calgary last night. I figured the Canadians wouldn't have much of a chance the way Calgary had been playing. But this Canadians team with Marty uh, St. Louis as the coach is it's night and day. The difference since they, they fired Dominic Ducharme, uh, you know, they won last night in, uh, in Calgary. They were down uh, 3-1, battled back, took the lead. Uh, Calgary tied it up, and then Montreal won in overtime. But it's been, as I said, night and day. It's just a totally different team. Uh, for Oiler fans, I guess if there's a, a good news, um, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, who was 3-0 since the Canadians got him from Minnesota, 
uh, suffered an injury last night, another injury for the Canadians. So Sam Montembeau will be in goal tonight for the Canadians, and he's uh, struggled the last time he was in goal. So for Oilers fans, that's, uh, that'll give them a little bit more hope that they might beat the Canadians. So the the changes under Marty San Louis are, are we talking tactical? Or are we talking attitude? What's the biggest difference in your mind? Everything, um, attitude indeed. But it became so clear this, and even going back to last season, the players just didn't like playing Dominic Ducharme's system. They didn't think it made sense, especially in their own zone. They kept talking about they couldn't get the puck out of their end. They were spending too much time in their own zone. When Ducharme took over from Claude Julien last season. They struggled to figure it out then. Uh, they had a losing record under Ducharme. They had lost their last five games going into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they were down 3-1 of the Leafs. And then Carey Price started to stand on his head. And they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. But this season, uh, with Carey Price out and uh, some other key players missing, they just the system just wasn't working. Dominic Ducharme was stubborn and, and didn't want to change it. Jeff Petrie was very outspoken about how disorganized they were in their own end and guys didn't know where they should be. And Marty St. Louis came in, and his thing is he doesn't believe in systems. He believes in concepts. And he wants his players to make reads, and he says, I'd rather have my players make a bad read than be afraid to make a read. So it's just been a total different outlook uh, on and off the ice. Uh, Jeff Petrie spoke the other day about how now with the new system, as soon as they get the puck on their stick, wherever they are on the ice, including the defensive zone, they start thinking offense right away. So they're spending a lot less time in the defensive zone. They're getting a lot more goals, and the guys are having a lot more fun playing. Um, the last game with Dominic Ducharme as head coach, they lost 7-1 to New Jersey. After the game, Josh Anderson said it was embarrassing, talked about how it wasn't fun coming to the rink anymore, and they had to, to refresh. And I think those words went a long way in management's decision to make the coaching change and uh, they're having fun now and they look refreshed well and, and i mean look they're they're playing like they have nothing to lose and I, and I don't want to take away from what they're doing because winning is winning and it feels great but i mean it's also like okay if you know if you lose a few games in a row and you drop back into last place is that really a big deal either like there's a, there's not a lot of weight on the team or am i or am i misreading it here you know you're right but they're sort of they're playing they're playing for the future and what's happened is you know the young guys Nick Suzuki was fantastic last night might have been his best game with the Canadians Cole Caulfield who had one goal with Dominic Ducharme as coach I think has seven now with Marty since uh, Martin St. Louis came in um, you know he's been playing online with Josh Anderson they look really good together and they've just the coaching change, I think, is that when, when Jeff Gordon first came in as executive director of hockey operations, he said that Ducharme's job was safe until the end of the season. I think part of that had to do with the fact Jeff Molson is still paying Claude Julien $5 million not to coach this season, and he had just signed excuse me, Dominic Ducharme to a three-year $5.1 million deal. I don't think he had any appetite to pay a third head coach, but things had gotten so bad, and with Anderson's words after that game against New Jersey, I think Gordon must have gone to Molson and said, look, we can't you know, there was 10 games left, maybe, but at the time, there's almost half the season left. We just can't keep going like this. And that's when the coaching change was made. That's when Martin St. Louis was brought in, and the whole attitude has changed. So, they're, they're, standings-wise, there's nothing to play for, but this was a team that had given up on the season. They, they, they had. Um, I mean, remember the last time the Oilers played the Canadians, Montembeau was in net, and Cassian ran him over behind the net, and right. nobody in the Canadians did anything. Like, nothing. Not, not even... Uh, uh, cross-check nothing. Cassian was almost waiting for a response, and there was none. And it was a team that had just given up 
for back of, lack of a better way to put it. And uh, that's one of the reasons the coaching change was made. And they don't give up now. Uh, you know, they were down 4 nothing to Winnipeg the other night in the first period. They fought back to tie it up and ended up losing. Last night they were down 3-1 to Calgary. They fought back. So the fight's back in this team. And, and it, it, that's, a, you know, you look at teams that get a losing attitude and they can't seem to shake it like Buffalo, for example. And that was settling in with the Canadians. And so the coaching change had to be made, and it's made a, a, an immediate impact. Well, and you know what? And this is another reason I, I, I'm worried about this one from an Oilers perspective. First game back after a road trip, they generally have, have a tough time. No Nugent Hopkins, no Cassian, no Puliyarvi, uh, you know, Barry's out. Like, there are significant players not in the lineup for Edmonton. So I think this is going to be a really competitive game for them. Stu Cowan from the Montreal Gazette joining us on Inside Sports. So, Toffoli already got traded. Um... And I know you're just telling me that, you know, that they're enjoying hockey again and all that kind of stuff. However, who who's who do you think is likely to be moved here between now and March 21st? Like we've heard we've heard Sherratt's name, I think, since before the season started. Uh, what's your read on this? Yeah, Sherratt, I, I can't say they're not trading Sherratt, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. He had two goals last night, including the winner in overtime. Uh, the thing, the way injury bug has gone with the Canadians this season, uh, thought they need to bubble wrap him, though. I think every game he plays, Canadians fans are sort of cringing, thinking he might get hurt. Um, so I think he's definitely going to go. Arturi Lekkinen, there's been a lot of interest in him also. Uh, Brett Kulak's another defenseman who can become a free agent at the end of the season. Um, apart from that, you know, Ken Hughes was asked a little while ago, uh, after he traded to Foley, if this is going to be a fire sale and he's going to trade like five guys. And he said, that's not the plan, but if I get five offers I can't refuse, I'll trade five guys. So I don't even think Kent Hughes knows for certain. I mean, Jeff Petrie's another guy. Petrie had asked to be traded while Dominic Ducharme was here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he was just so frustrated with the system. But Petrie was asked the other night after a game, if that his attitude has changed and if Marty St. Louis is the type of coach that he would want to play with moving forward, and he said yes. So um, Hughes had said all along that he would only trade Petrie if it was an offer that made sense for both teams, but the fact that Petrie has made it sound now like he's not, he, he wouldn't mind staying here with Marty St. Louis as the coach, I think that makes it a little bit less likely that Petrie will be traded. Uh, another guy is Brendan Gallagher who has really been struggling offensively. I think it's about 18 games or something he's got now without a goal. Um, he's got a long he's a six-year contract, and he's just starting. He's another guy that I think the Canes will be trying to shop around. I don't know how much interest there will be there uh, from other teams, the way he's been playing this season. And Gallagher had mentioned earlier, if this is a total rebuild they're going to do in Montreal, he's not sure if he'd want to stick around for it. So those are the names that we're going to hear a lot about going into the trade deadline. But I think Sherratt's the guy that uh, it's going to be moved. For, okay. for certain. Okay. Uh, Stu, I, I got to get to just something else with you here quickly, and thanks for being so generous with your time tonight. Uh, it is Dick Irvin's 90th birthday today. Uh, John Shannon joins me on all our Oilers uh, pregame shows, and he talked about Dick last night. You have, and I'm going to direct people to your Twitter account, at uh, Stu Cowan, and then the number one, Stu is S-T-U. And uh, you got a great interview with uh, with Mr. Irvin that I checked out this afternoon, and I encourage people to go uh, to go read this because it's 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 awesome. Like how how cool was that? And I'm sure you've met him before because you've covered the Canadians for for a while. But I mean, just to to sit down with with Dick, you know, and publish that on his 90th birthday. Well, it's always such a treat to talk hockey with him. He's a he's a historian, hockey historian. He's 90 years old. His memory is 
photographic. I mean, games he was talk, talking to me about with the scores and the years, and, you know, I go back and I double-checked, and everything was right. Like, there were, I have I, I trouble remembering what the score was in the Habs game last night. <laughs> this guy remembers games from, you know, 1950s and 60s, what the score was, what period the goals were scored. He's just, he's, he's such a kind man. He was so good at what he did. He's won so many awards, and when I called him yesterday morning, um, and you know, to wish him a really happy birthday. And I told him I was thinking about writing a column about him. I thought uh, Gazette readers and Canadians fans would like to know how he was doing and what he was up to. And he, said, he was like, no, 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 no. He says, it's not a big deal. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares about my birthday. It's been 23 years since I called my last game. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And I was able to convince him that, you know, Dick, a lot of people out there do. A lot of people, I'm sure, want to know what you're up to. So thankfully, he, uh, he agreed to talk with me. And we had a half-hour chat, which was just wonderful. And... Uh, I wrote a column about it, and I did a little Q&A story with it. I mean, he was – the hockey that he's – you know, his dad was coach of the Canadians, and, you know, he was 33 years, I think it was, with Hockey Night in Canada, 17 years in the Canadians broadcast booth with Danny Gallivan, which I think was the best hockey play-by-play and color commentary team in NHL history. And just a, such a wonderful, wonderful man to talk with and, and just a treat. And, uh, you know, his voice sounds the same. Uh, his, his sharp as attack, his memory is photographic, like I said, at 90 years old so he's an inspiration i think to all of us in that way yeah that's awesome yeah what a career for sure hey are you are you in town am i going to see you at the rink tomorrow are you traveling i'm not unfortunately we're not traveling with the team still so i'm uh, i'll be at home watching the game on tv i wish i was i always enjoy uh, the western canada trip i was hoping i'd be on it but unfortunately i'm not there yeah, well, a full arena tomorrow at Rogers Place, and and uh, I, I think some Canadians fans might have uh, pulled their their jerseys out of the closets because uh, <laughs> you know there's a lot of fans who cheer for both, but maybe a few people will lean Montreal tomorrow uh, just because they're on a bit of a hot streak, just to give them one final uh, boost here as they go through the West. But I, I really well, appreciate this too. That's Sorry, one thing on that Western Canada trip is I always get a kick out of seeing just how many Canadians fans there are in all the rinks in Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a few there tomorrow night. What I'll ask you this: uh, just what visiting mm-hmm. team, what visiting team gets the most fans in Montreal? Is there one that stands out to you? The most fans in Montreal for like, a home game at the Bell Center, probably yeah. uh, Toronto and Boston. I guess would be the yeah. two. You get a lot of people coming from Toronto, and also, well, uh, before COVID, it was uh, you get a lot of Boston fans in town. Also, those those would be the two most. Interesting. Okay. Thanks for doing this, Stu. Well, uh, well, we'll see you next time, I guess. <laughs> next year. I, I hope so. I hope so. Take care. That is Stu Cowan checking in. Covers the Canadians for the Montreal Gazette. So pretty good rundown of the coaching change, the impact of Marty Saint Louis. His attitude. He said he'd sooner have a player. Um, you know, making a mistake by making a decision as opposed to making a mistake by by having indecision. So interesting stuff there. I, I do think it's going to be tough tomorrow for the Oilers, but I think it's going to be entertaining. I mean, I don't want to come in here and say that I think the Canadians are going to win. I just think it's going to be a very competitive and probably a very spirited game. Uh, but as he said, Andrew Hammond out for the Canadians. So Sam Montembeau is the projected starter for the uh, Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night. The Oilers didn't skate uh, today. They have an optional morning skate tomorrow game. Uh, tomorrow at 5, our coverage on 6.30. Chad, we'll start with the face-off show at 3.30. You can always check in on the hotline, 780-496-0063, powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed. Pro all the way. Back in a couple of minutes. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. I didn't love our board work today, so uh, specifically uh, plays we made along along the wall. Thought that uh, that either directly or indirectly led to a lot of chances against and a few goals against early in the game. So didn't love that, um, but I thought we found a way to stay in the game um, and grind out one point. We didn't give up. We found a way to score a power play goal, a four-on-four goal, and then at the end of the game, a six on five goals so um, just like after wins we don't uh, spend a ton of time uh, celebrating we're going to take the point of this building here in Chicago we're going to get on the plane and we're going to prepare for our our game on Saturday yeah that was Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after the 4-3 overtime loss to Chicago yesterday like I was talking about earlier uh, not overall a great game for the Oilers. Pretty sloppy, gave up too many opportunities. Koskinen, who played well, had a tough goal against when he gave the puck away. Uh, so the Oilers may be a little fortunate to get a point. Finally scored with the uh, goalie on the bench to even it up, which they had not done this season. But yeah, start of that clip, Woodcroft said he didn't like the board work, which is something I would echo from that game last night. Canadians here tomorrow, 3.30 face-off show, game at 5 on 6.30 Shed. Then right back on the road for the Oilers. Battle of Alberta is coming up on Monday. The Oilers are 2-0 and against the Flames this season, but they've yet to play them in Calgary. They're going to do that twice this month on Monday and then Saturday, March 26th. Well, with uh, Bob Stoffer out of action last night, we had a new voice in the broadcast booth yesterday in Chicago. Tony Brar will check in when we bring you back to Inside Sports after the news and weather. Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.